Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Have you heard this new Beatles song? Now and then, here's a little sample of it. given to the remaining Beatles uh, shortly after John died in 1980. Oh, okay. It was a cassette recording he had made. Uh, I don't know if he was planning on using it in a future album. It certainly wasn't on that final album that he released. So he must have thought then it's not good enough. And in this person's humble opinion, I still think it's not good enough. <laughs> ah, it sounds like a Beatles track, but I, I thought Paul was saying that they all played on it, though. Well... I don't know. Maybe they've added stuff to it, or there was a. So it's a little convoluted. Peter Jackson, who did the uh, the biopic, the um, the documentary, the nine hour uh, get back or let it be or whatever it was right, called, yeah. uh, thing. Uh, he was uh, put in charge of, of reproducing this. I know Paul McCartney has made some comment about putting in a George Harrison style guitar solo, but I think he might have done that. Ringo was involved. They had used some uh, unused guitar work to slide in. So it's just a mishmash of things, I gotcha. guess, and how they brought it together. But Sentiment from a lot of fans is just saying you should have just let it be. Yeah, this is I've heard a few people say that. Um, but then there's the other side. People <laughs> just, oh, it warmed my heart. I'm melting. Really? <laughs> I've heard it once and I never need to hear it again. <laughs> Good enough. So no. hang on. So what do you think of the new Stone stuff then? Well, it's, it sounds very much like older Stones, and I I appreciate it because they're let me think alive. <laughs> they're still upright and well, recording. Mind music. you, that Hackney Diamonds has some tracks from Charlie Watts on it from two years ago, not fifty years ago. Right. Those drum bits were put in for a, a future album that was coming up. So. Yeah, no, I think if you're still around and upright, you know, keep making music for as long as you want. This just seems like a complete and utter money grab for me. Now, they say, well, this is the final one. But they did it like in the 90s. They took two old songs and reproduced them Mm -hmm. and said, well, this is final Beatle music. And I'll tell you right now, if this thing sells well, you're getting a a whole bunch of Beatles music. (laughs) And you're going to have that. uh, What is it with the uh, when they put uh, John Lennon or any artist on stage in a oh the hologram. You're going to get a Beatles tour with a hologram. It's all coming. (laughs) John is dead. Let it go. Or as you said, let it be. It makes no sense to me. Now, a lot of people say it sounds like an Oasis ripoff. Uh, and of course, Oasis is always, it's always been said that Oasis sounded very much like the Beatles. Mm. And even Liam Gallagher chiming in loves the track. He says it's absolutely incredible, biblical, heartbreaking and heartwarming all at the same time. Right. Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> Get over it. Anyhow, it's out, and uh, and it's interesting to see how the sales will go, because this is just one single, so it's not like it's a whole album, thankfully. But, like, compared to the fact that the Stones have their new album out, and it's selling, and I think it's doing very well right now. But what will sell more as we head into the holiday season, mm-hmm. you know? And I will say, there is a side of me that thinks, 
you know, it's, I guess it's kind of cool to say that the two OGs of uh, rock out of England are, you know, there's still music coming from them. Yeah, it is pretty weird when you say, you know, we're playing new rock from the Stones and the Beatles. Yeah, it, it is odd. <laughs> it, is, it is very odd. And plus, the, because it's Lennon singing on it, it's it's AI'd version too, which to me, I, it's just, it's all too creepy. Mm. Like, do you think Paul McCartney... When he passes, do you think he's going to be happy with the idea that people are putting out music that he never wanted to put out in the first place and then taking his voice and dubbing it through AI or whatever they do? Well, I, I don't know, because how do you know he didn't want to put it out in the first place when it comes to Lennon? It's not like he was dying of a long disease and decided not to put this out, mm. right? He was working on stuff mm-hmm. still. And so, you know, his life was cut short tragically. Uh, so perhaps he, w- this was stuff he was proud of and wanted it to, m- to move on. Well, perhaps. I don't see why. <laughs> <laughs> Who is off to see Iron Maiden, Lucky? Our probably Jeff Wiseman. Nice, Jeff. Enjoy that show. I, um, I remember seeing Iron Maiden when I was in high school at the Kingswood Music Theater. Wow. At Canada's Wonderland. And I don't even think the Kingswood Music Theater is a thing anymore. I don't, I don't believe it's there because I think what happened. There's still a theater in that spot. But I don't think they do like show shows like big no, shows. You I never mean, hear of any bands playing right, there no. anymore. And I think what happened was as the, um, as the, uh, the suburbs grew around Wonderland, it became a, uh, a zoning issue. For the noise, because I uh, I also remember going there and seeing Bob Seeger, and he happened to be playing on a night that the fireworks were going off, and uh, he refused to go on until the fireworks were done. Really? So yeah, he got on late and played real late, and then I think there was all sorts of um, noise complaints and. Uh, there's so many homes and so many neighborhoods around there now. At one it's time, crazy it was fine because it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> I remember going to see Iron Maiden at Kingswood Music Theater. And, you know, everybody's just completely stoned out of their mind. And at the end of the show, it's just a sea of black leather jackets, long <laughs> feathered hair. This would have been like mid-80s. And you saw literally just a, a, like a snake, just a line of cars coming out of Kingswood Music Theater and out of Wonderland, hanging the right onto Highway 7 or the left. We were going right. But either way, the only way you could, I think you could get across at that point was Highway 7. And right back to Brampton, and all of them going right into the first Mickey D's we could find. Because <laughs> we got the munchies, and we need a Big Mac. Just in that. And I think that McDonald's probably dined out literally on uh, Kingswood Music Theater yeah. shows. Because everybody would be starving by the end of it and, and high and needing something. So, anyhow, that was a uh, long time ago, and good to see Iron Maiden still doing their thing. This is uh, interesting. Uh, the last person or one of the last people to see Matthew Perry alive says Matthew was working on making a movie about his life from his book because it had sold so well. And he had an actor in mind to play the lead. And okay. he wanted Zach Efron to play him as a younger version of himself. Interesting. And he was going to actually approach him and ask him about doing it uh, very soon. They had already worked together in a 2009 comedy called 17 Again, where Matthew magically transforms into his teenage self, played by Zach. So oh, all right. Got the idea from I was going to say, it seems a, a bold play that, oh, let's get this, like, <laughs> really good-looking, well built. chiseled. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a movie about my life. I think The Rock would be good. <laughs> 
At this point, if they did a movie on my life, it would be Danny DeVito. Hey, this is shocking. People are uh, complaining online. But uh, now our complaints are the things that we have to uh, keep rebuying. And, the, you know, the things like printer rink or paying for subscription streaming services every month, gas, food, you know, this stuff. But one of the things we're complaining about having to rebuy are toilet seats. <laughs> now, how many toilet seats can you, I honestly know, or believe, unless I'm blocking one out, I think I've bought, like, one new full toilet. Okay. And I've probably bought two replacement toilet seats in my entire life. Really? Yeah. How often are you replacing toilet seats? Uh, not that often. I've replaced, I think, all the toilets in the house at, at some point in the 15, 18 years that we've mm. been there. So with that would be a seat comes with it, usually. Yeah. Well, better. Right. I mean, I have, I've, I have looked... At toilet seats to replace them because what like well one's not the quiet clothes right so they like the kids bang it and they're like ah crap I'm like I'll give you a quiet clothes one but then I see the price of it I'm like ah forget it I'll just take yeah. the banging every now and then we did replace one uh, recently and it was because the screw underneath the toilet it wouldn't uh, the the lid it wouldn't tighten properly right. it was so every time you sat down on the seat you went for a spin across the bathroom you had to hold on to the countertop of the sink. <laughs> To stay still, and God forbid you were really struggling to get something done. Can't you just replace the screws? Uh, no, it just wouldn't tighten. Maybe it was the stem; it just would not catch. Yeah. I don't know. I could. I, I just said to Maria, you know, let's let's splurge and buy a toilet seat. <laughs> I went into sticker shock when I got to the Home Depot, and it was, was like, like fifty seven, bucks. This is seventy dollars. Wow, the high end. You're going elite. It's called the tickler. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> the clocks are changing this weekend. And even though you're supposedly supposed to get an extra hour of sleep Saturday night, people don't like it. Almost all of us think changing the clocks twice a year is a waste of time. Mm, well, this has been a long debate, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we can't just leave it as it is. But I find, okay, the, the time change really doesn't bother me either way. I find it more interesting that people get so thrown sideways by it all. Mm -hmm. It's one hour either way. Yeah. <laughs> I've never understood how insane everybody gets about it. They say it disrupts their sleep. We have to adjust our sleep schedule. It affects our mood and mental health. The act of going around and changing our clocks. Well, okay, maybe the microwave. Annoying, yeah. That's it, though. I mean, right. what other clock? If you've the still car. got a... If it doesn't change right. on its own. Yeah, but most newer ones change on their own, I think, now. Right? Or at least have a yeah, quick one-button daylight it's savings setting. Yeah. Pretty simple to do. And, I mean, if you still got to reset your VHS, you got bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> and it bothers people that they have to turn the lights on earlier. You well, know, the, I can see it sort of affecting you like, one, like Monday morning mm. might be a, a little different. You're up. Uh, but you should be in bed earlier, technically. Yeah, you've had 24 hours. Right. I, I mean, I, and people fly around the world. Yeah. Into different time zones. Yeah. Five, six, seven, <laughs> 13 hours difference. I know. They seem fine with that. Yeah. Or, or you'll get this, like, you know, like, I, I see it with, uh, with sports teams. They'll have to travel across the country, play a game, right? Yeah. That night. Uh, and then, you know, right back the next day. Right as rain. And, uh, well, no, but if it's off, like, the guys are like, oh, these guys suck. Oh. You know, like, why are they, these guys are awful tonight. But then if you did it, you're like, oh, I need a week to recover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. We, we're just, I, 
It's insane. And, it, and it's not like it is a thing. There's more accidents after um, time changes and people are doing strange things. And it's an hour of sleep. Yeah. I, I, I will not. I don't understand. And, you know, even with the having to turn the lights on earlier, as much as I am not a fan of wintertime, I do like that it gets dark early. I like that. <laughs> I like that shutting down. True. I, I think it comes from, you know, having sons who didn't understand time, and for a long period of time, once 5 o'clock hit, they just thought it was late because it was dark. <laughs> it's dark. Like, it I it does feel dinner. like the evening drags on a long oh, time. I love it. I love it. <laughs> like 9.30, I'm like, can we get this over with? What the hell's going on? <laughs> I'd feed them dinner at 3 in the afternoon <laughs> and be in bed at 5 p.m. Older people decided to chime in online and try to explain things to younger people, things that they don't get from past decades. So, for an example, here's some of the uh, older people's observations. Decades ago, it was common not to have photos of everything or anything. (laughs) Now, you might feel disappointed about doing something or going somewhere and not taking enough pictures. But before cell phones, it was normal to go months Without any photos being taken. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't even have film. No, you'd have to go out and buy it. Somebody's birthday, you'd take photos there, take photos at Christmas. Right. Maybe a summer vacation. That was I, it. I think we, we we cherished our photos more, too, right? Like you would take the photos, you'd develop them. Yeah. You'd get an album and put them in or some storage box or something like that. Yep. Now we just throw them onto a backup uh, drive when yeah. your phone is too full. If that, I mean, you just keep me at iCloud and all sorts of cloud services to use, and you get thousands of photos there. That you'll never, ever, ever go through. Right. Yeah. Or you can't find the one you want when you need it. Uh, back uh, decades ago, you had to create your own source of fun without access to just about anything you wanted on digital media. It was easy to be bored without inventing games and activities to do with friends and family. And this, I swear, outside of the economy, which, of course, is a thing. But one of the reasons why uh, people in the 70s or 80s and 60s, whatever, they left their parents home uh, as soon as they could it's because it was boring and there was no AC. <laughs> it yes. was hot in there. It's six channels to watch. Yeah, and there was nothing going on. You had one TV you all had to share. It was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now homes are just too damn comfy. True. Very true. Too comfy. Um, it was uh, it was common to wear the same clothes as everyone else, at least in the suburbs and out in the country. Most people relied on whatever was in stock at the store at the mall. Local shops or second-hand stores. That was it. There was no ordering stuff from around the globe. Right. Because you can't find that particular shirt at the local <laughs> mall. That's true. Um, there was a lot less uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, of course, because you didn't have access to anything. You didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. I mean, I remember there'd be like a house party. The only way you'd find out about the house party was if you hung out at the mall in the food court and somebody said, hey, you know. Billy over there is having a house party. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you were fiddling. Yeah, you were just playing with your bits at home. Yeah, no doubt. Had to go for the round pizza slice in the family <laughs> city center and just <laughs> wait it out. Uh, and I love this. If you had a question, you could ask people, your family, your friends, your teachers, or check the library. But if that didn't work, you just didn't have an answer. Yeah. You know, everything now is right at our fingertips, and as much as online has its uh, downfalls. It is just amazing that you can ask any question of anything and boom, you get the answer. And we've never been dumber. No, 
No, I've, I remember taking trains and buses to get the libraries yeah. to do research for yeah. certain things. That Toronto Research Reference Library. That's right. That thing. Yeah. Wow. I remember standing for the Bramalee Dial-A-Bus in the dead of winter to get to the Bramalee Civic Center where the library was. And I stood there waiting for the bus for seemed like forever until yeah. somebody finally was kind enough to stop and tell me that the bus was on strike. <laughs> I didn't even know that. And then they drove away. They didn't even offer me. They left me standing there. It was not easier back then. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.